The cop came down with a thud. Get away from my table, Marcus, said the hatter. He gave Marcus, the finely dressed young man who stood above him, a deep stern look as he wiped the spilled liquid from his fingers. Damn it, Hat, replied Marcus. You have to make a decision. You're running out of time. Stop lecturing me about time, Hatter shouted back to him. He hated when his friend was stubborn, and Hatter was stubborn a lot. Gently, Marcus placed the tip of his sword into the lush, mossy ground, checked it for support, and leaned atop the handle. This was supposed to be the easy part, he told himself. For what seemed to Hatter an eternity, the two men locked eyes with each other, staring as if in a children's game of who would blink first. Marcus lost. He watched his friend strategically and manipulatively spread his legs, lifting them high in the air with a smirk on his face and crossed them on top of the lemon-checkered tablecloth, causing Marcus to shut his eyes while he shook his head. Classy, Marcus announced as he reopened them. Stop evading the question. I have a question for you, lover boy, said Hatter. Do you know what the designer Coco Chanel once said to an assistant? Knowing it would be feeble to argue with him, Marcus returned a look of sternness and said, What? Don't waste your time hitting your head on a wall, hoping it will turn into a door. All Marcus could do in response was to roll his eyes and let out a deep sigh. This was going nowhere, he said to himself. In addition, he was already running late. Again. Frankly, Hatter continued, I've had my fill of doors for one lifetime, about as much as I've had my fill of you glancing at that damn pocket watch every ten seconds, Mr. Time. Immediate laughter came from three of the five members at the table. Marcus shot them a look of disgust. They were really beginning to get on his nerves lately. Three men, Skyler, Brendan, and Zack, named themselves Tea Partiers. A small group of wild boys Hatter took under his wing. Granted, Marcus thought they were hot as hell. Hatter and he enjoyed them sexually a number of times. However, Marcus found them lost in the euphoria of tea leaves most of the day. And when not with Hatter, they spent their time jumping around on mushroom caps with the other degenerate, making their emotional and performance stability suspect. A waste of good employees, Marcus thought. Marcus snapped the watch shut and tucked it tenderly inside his impeccable white pocket. A watch you gave me, remember? He said the words so soft and tender it brought a familiar smile to his face. A palm-sized watch with its heavy gold outer plating was a gift from Hatter, both as a joke for Marcus's constant lateness and for the deep affection he had for his friend the watch forming a further bond between the two, even the heartbreak of the last two years, could not diminish. Hatter did not reply to Marcus's question, but merely flicked his wrist. The bounce of a sugar cube off his shoulder brought Marcus's attention back to the boys at the table. They had been in a confection war armed with sugar cubes for the past forty minutes, not that Marcus was complaining. It kept them busy while he tried to convince Hatter to join the quest. However, Justin, a prince of the Onyx district and the oldest at the table, wanted Hatter's attention back, and that would mean annoying the messenger of hearts into leaving. Why would you ever think Hatter would go on that stupid quest? 
said Justin to Marcus. It's important for the kingdom, replied Marcus, something you wouldn't know about. Justin laughed and twisted another sugar cube between his fingers. My father seems to think it's a waste of resources. Your father's not in charge, is he? Marcus's face slowly flushed with anger. It was bad enough to try to convince Hatter of the journey. He was not about to make an argument for Justin, too. I think it's a waste of resources, continued Justin, and I will be in charge one day. This time it was Hatter's turn to laugh.